Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for October 2nd is Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 38, beginning in Matthew 1 with the genealogy of Jesus, beginning with Abraham, going all the way down to Jesus, and many names are included some are excluded and i don't have the answer to why lots of people do so check that out if that's something that piques your interest just google it there are lots of differing views i would encourage you to do the research and make up your own mind but what's interesting is tamar is mentioned in there one who had been through a few husbands probably felt hopeless. I doubt she ever thought that her name would be read by billions of people all around the world. Uriah's wife is mentioned, not by name. We know her as Bathsheba. Uriah was the one who was sent off into battle and left alone in order to die on the front lines by order of King David to cover up the adultery that David had with Uriah's wife. I wonder if he thought that his name would be included in the genealogy of the Messiah and read all around the world by billions of people. When Ruth humbled herself and said to her mother-in-law, your people will be my people, your God will be my God, I wonder if she knew that she would be memorialized through this coming Messiah. In verse 18, we meet Joseph, the righteous man, and I think too often he's neglected. He decided to put Mary away for cheating on him. He was going to end the betrothal but an angel appeared to him. It's interesting to note that Joseph was going to put her away quietly. He was not going to make a public scene. He was not going to have her stoned. But surely he didn't believe her. Who would believe that an angel appeared saying that she was going to be carrying the Savior of the world? And if your own daughter came forward and said that to you, would you believe her? If it was your girlfriend, would you believe her. It's also worth noting that Joseph was acting out of fear, at least in part. Fear of what would people think. I have a family name to protect. My parents are watching. My brothers are watching. The neighbors are watching. I cannot bring this shame into my household. Maybe Joseph even wanted to continue the relationship with Mary. His heart went out to her, but he was afraid to do so. And that's why the angel who appeared to him said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Too often we act out of fear. I am not going there because I'm afraid of what people will think. I'm not going to say this because I'm afraid of what people will think. God is raising up a generation of people who are courageous, who are acting in the face of fear. God is saying to many of us right now, don't be afraid to do the thing I've called you to do. I pray that many of you would receive dreams and visions and 
angelic visitations to inspire you and to remind you of the thing that God has called you to do. Holy Spirit, fall on us and quicken us. Give us insight into what it is you are calling us to do, Father, and give us the courage, give us the faith to follow through. This angel of the Lord that appeared to Joseph in a dream says, She will have a son. You are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So often when a name is given in the Bible, the meaning of the name is given right alongside of it. If you look at the meaning of the name Jesus, it means the Lord is salvation or salvation of the Lord. And of course, if you know the Lord's name, it is Yahweh, salvation of Yahweh. The name Jesus comes to us from the Greek. The New Testament was written in the Greek and translated into English for those of us reading it in English. And the name Jesus in the Greek is Yesu, but no doubt Jesus' family surely spoke some Greek, but their primary language was Hebrew, or a local dialect of Hebrew called Aramaic. Most of the Bible was probably spoken originally in Hebrew, but the New Testament was written in Greek because that was the world language of the time kind of like English is now for the most part most places if you go to developed nations around the world most of them will speak English at least enough to conduct business that's why the New Testament was written in Greek it was the language of the time what's interesting to note is it's been hidden from our plain view and it's available when we search if you look at the name Joshua in the Old Testament it comes from the Hebrew Yehoshua or Yeshua and it means the salvation of Yahweh. It has the same meaning of the name Jesus in the New Testament. And so if we study the history of the words that the name Jesus is the name Joshua, they're the same in Hebrew. So in the same way that many Spanish speakers today name their sons Jesus, English speakers name their sons Joshua. It's the same name. It's certainly not wrong to refer to the Son of God as Jesus. But if we understand the, the meaning of his name and how Joshua was a deliverer of his people who brought them into the promised land, he led the people of God into the promised land, we see a recurring theme throughout scripture. Jesus is leading us into the promised land. This son of God, Yeshua, Yehoshua, is leading us into the promised land. Also interesting to note in verse 25, Joseph agreed. Obviously, we know he was the stepfather. He was the earthly father, but not the biological father of Jesus. And it says in verse 25, he did not have sexual relations. He didn't know Mary. He wasn't with her in an intimate fashion until after Jesus was born. There are some religions alive today who would maintain that Mary was a virgin all of her life, but we know from reading the New Testament that Jesus had brothers like James. There's an interesting twist in the name of James also. In the Hebrew, it was Yaakov, Jacob, same name. Luke chapter 2 gives us the nativity story 
when the shepherds were out in the field by night, when the angels appeared to them, saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill to men, could also be translated, peace on earth to the people he favors. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you. He was the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So many prophecies fulfilled in the birth of Jesus. Many people were expecting the Messiah to come and establish an earthly reign to be king on the earth, such as is prophesied in the millennial reign. What they didn't have was the benefit of hindsight to look back and see that many of the prophecies would be fulfilled when, as he came as a lamb to the slaughter. And we have yet to see the physical manifestation of his return as a lion of the tribe of Judah with an iron scepter and the sword of the word coming out of his mouth and eyes piercing like blazing fire. Many religions want to memorialize Jesus as a baby who was such a good guy and maybe even a prophet who died, but they neglect to understand. They don't have the scales yet removed from their eyes to see that he's more than just a baby. He's more than just a nice guy. He's more than just a prophet of God. He's the son of God. And the fact that he rose from the grave after they crucified him shows that he had the power over sin and death. And that's not just for him, it's for us because he came to set us free. He has set us free. And we have an inheritance in him. You don't get the inheritance until the owner of the estate passes away. Jesus passed away. He gave his life. And so the inheritance is in full effect for those who have the faith to apprehend it. I love the testimony of Simeon and Anna. Simeon was looking forward to Israel's consolation. The Holy Spirit was on him. He had received a word from the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. He entered the temple when Jesus was being brought in for circumcision and naming. Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God and said, I'm okay to die now. My eyes have seen your salvation, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. Right now we see that light for the Gentiles as the gospel of the kingdom has been going around the world and largely is illuminating the Gentiles like most of you and me. But it's the glory to the Jewish people who are the chosen people of God. Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph and said to Mary, Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, Mary. And then Anna shows up right as Simeon is concluding his remarks to Mary, and she comes up praising God. She'd been a widow for a long time. And she walks in and begins telling all of the people around about Jesus. But it wasn't 
every single person. It says specifically those who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Friends, we should be looking forward to sharing the word of truth with those who are anxious for the redemption of humanity. Of course, we want to share the truth with everyone, right? But especially with those who want to hear it. I'm looking for the ones who want to hear it. The scripture comes to mind that God's looking to and fro among the earth to see who has faith, who has a desire to know him, who has a desire to listen to him, who has a desire to follow him. He's patient with all of us. He wants all people to be saved. And yet there's a special grace for those who want to hear the truth. If any of you out there would like to have a conversation about the truth, maybe you're questioning, maybe you want to hear from Jesus, you want to be introduced to him, maybe you have a desire to know God in a more personal way, friends, you can always reach out to me, email me, 365biblereading at proton.me. The email is in the links everywhere this podcast is heard, 50 different countries at this point. You can always reach out to me, friends. Prayer requests, questions. When you disagree with something I said, then share it. We're in this together. We're on this journey together. That's why I always say thank you for being on this journey with me. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.